Welcome to the More Than Conquerors podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week, we will feature people of many backgrounds with various stories of things they have overcome. It will be people who are family to me, close friends, acquaintances, and even strangers. I hope this podcast will be a source of inspiration, that you are challenged and encouraged to share your own story of triumph. And at the end of each episode, I hope you too realize that you have a story worth sharing. Okay, here we are another episode of More Than Conquerors, and today on the show we have my friend Megan. Can you tell us about yourself? Yes, I am a middle school resource teacher right now um, in Phoenix, and so I just recently actually got married as well, sorry, um, and I teach middle schoolers. Uh, what else do you want to know? <laughs> um, where are you guys living right now? We are currently in um, it's Levine. Okay. So it's south of Phoenix area. Okay. It's in the metro. Yeah. And then how long have you been married? Um, we've been married for four months. So okay. Pretty new. Yes. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Um, how is it like working out of school, being a teacher, and having this new marriage all at once? Um, it's been a good transition and a good figuring out what to do and when to do what. Um, for me, I've had to really learn how to um, do my schoolwork at school and then do my home life at home and keeping that um, balance of what I need to um, in those certain areas. Otherwise, everything will come together and I don't handle it well. So Yes, I'm the same way. It's feels like so overwhelming when you have all these new things at once and then it's like okay how do I do good at all of these things exactly and so learning to be able to adapt to different things that come and taking it to me I have a huge list of both school stuff at school and then I have my work home life um, that I need to just always come home and be like okay what are the first five things I need to do and then we get to relax from there and enjoy it and just trying to figure out what is this new normal that I have yeah. Um, because now that you're married, you can't just think of yourself, but it's like someone else is there too. Right. To worry about. So. Yeah. And then bringing stress home from work into yes. a marriage is like, I'm sorry, I'm a disaster today. I had a bad day at work. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, and it's, I mean, my husband loves to hear all the stories, but there's also times that I'm like, I just need to rant for a moment. Can you just hear me out? And then it'll be fine. And we'll go on with our daily life, which is. Yeah always interesting to see when that comes up yeah and it's kind of hard to like navigate those conversations at first like I just need you to listen don't fix it you can't fix it Mm -hmm. just listen to me (laughs) 100% that's good um okay so how did you realize that you wanted to be a teacher um I don't even know I always grew up wanting to be a teacher um and I actually grew up struggling to read and struggling to do well in school. It took me a long time to finish any of my homework. Um, And I had a tutor growing up um, because I couldn't read as well. And so from then I was like, I'm gonna be a teacher. I never knew what I wanted to teach, but I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Um, And so it's just kind of like been there. Yeah. So I did cheerleading in high school and that really taught me that like, no, teaching is where I'm supposed to go because I'm able to like coach people and encourage people and be that like positive role model that they need, um, which was like that affirmation in high school that I 
desired and yeah. needed to know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so Yeah. And then we met when we were at GCU. Correct. Um, on, and we were going on a mission trip to Indonesia. Yeah. Felt like so long ago. Oh my <laughs> And on that trip, we got like a little glimpse of like what it would be like to teach in like another country. One, well, yeah, a whole different country. And then even just teaching in general for me, I was like, oh, teaching is going to be a piece of cake before that. But as soon as we went, I was like, oh, no, it's, it's actually work. I do have <laughs> to plan for it, um, which helped a lot. And it made me fall in love with being able to to teach things that you're not comfortable with or that you're not confident in what you're doing, but like you still do it and like you just go for it all the way. And it's, yeah. it's fun to see like, cause I know we co-taught together. And so it was like having each other do our own strengths in that moment was amazing to see like how the kids adapted and the teachers jumped in with us and just seeing yeah. those different areas I loved it so much yeah and learning how to like problem solve on the spot yeah. and entertain a whole classroom of kids <laughs> yes um it was interesting because at the end of it I remember um we were just like debriefing and trying to figure out what did we learn from it all and yeah. I just remember God speaking quietly, which he always does, I feel like. It's just that quiet whisper of like, hey, you will be going overseas again. And just seeing how I was like, okay, whatever. I'm for <laughs> sure not, but I still have to finish college. Yeah. Thanks for telling me that. We'll see if that ever happens in the future. Yeah. Um, and so surprise, surprise, I ended up going. But. Yeah. Okay. So after college, mm -hmm. you taught for a little bit. Yeah. So I taught for a year and a half. Um because I ended up leaving mid-year. Um, I wasn't, when I get into teaching, I get full throttle into teaching and normally I don't stop and not do it at all times of the day. Um, so I was doing school at home, I was doing at school at school, I was doing it throughout every day um, to the point where I was getting burnt out and mm -hmm. to the point of me not having a good home life. Like, I just wasn't um, enjoying being home or be enjoying being at school. Like, I just wasn't with it. Um, and I didn't have, like, the best classroom. I didn't have the best kids in my class. I had just a really hard year, my mm -hmm. second year there, um, which made me take inventory of myself and see like, okay, what am I doing well? What am I not? Yeah. And that was a big piece of like, okay, work is taking over my life instead of being just a part of it. And so I really had to like step back and be like, nope, I actually need to step back from teaching and take a half a year off, which I feel is always like taboo in the teaching world of yeah. like, what you you left mid-year you're such a horrible teacher for doing that but it was like I needed to learn to like love myself and love different areas of myself in the sense of like when I'm at school I need to love myself as a teacher when I'm at home I need to be able to do my home stuff and keeping that two things separate yeah was key for me to learn um and I couldn't in that year I couldn't learn to love myself and be able to do all my home things at home because I was so wrapped up in school. Yeah. In the hmm. world. 
And then do you, did you see like that kind of ne- negatively affecting who you are like as a person? Um, yeah, 100%. And it's, it turned into the point where like, I just didn't have confidence in like the little things like me knowing how to handle situations with my family or just personal life of, um, like if someone said like, Hey, think about doing this, even in, for like an example, um, in my classroom, my teacher's like, hey, why don't you try this management strategy? And I tried it one day and it failed. And I'm like, well, I'm a horrible teacher. I can't hmm. do this. And so like that even confidence of like, no, I'm a good teacher. I know what I'm doing. Um, couldn't even come out past that little piece because I can't, I couldn't move past the fact that I wasn't doing a good job and that my yeah. kids were harder than I expected with um, not much support from teachers around me. Yeah. So you deciding to leave, mm-hmm. how did people like react on your team or with your admin or even like your family? Um, everyone supported me surprisingly, um, yeah. except my admin. But that was the big, one of the bigger reasons for why I did leave because the admin didn't support me in general. Hmm. Um, but my team 100% supported me. Um, my other coworkers also supported me. And it was interesting because every day I'd go home, I like call my mom on the drive home and we talk and we just kind of, she deals with me ranting for five minutes. Yes. Um, (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) They're the best. And at the end, she's like, Megan, you cannot complain anymore. Like you're complaining way too much. And so when I finally made that decision of like leaving teaching and doing something bold um I think it was hard but they gave me like the most love and support that I needed Hmm. um and helping me figure out okay what is next what are you going to do in this in between season um because actually so I left in February but in November I started taking classes to get my TEFL cert and so a TEFL is to be able to teach abroad okay um so, like, if you want to go teach somewhere else, you have to have that TEFL cert for anyone to hire you. So, I started in November, and I was supposed to finish in March. Wow. So, it worked out perfectly that I was like, okay, I'll finish it in March, and then I'll go abroad. Like, that's my next step. Yeah. Um, and I planned to do it after the school year. I was like, I'm not signing my contract. I'm not going any further. Yeah. Like, this was a really hard year. But God had other plans that I needed to pause early, and I needed to figure out everything that's next. And so um, having my parents support me in those different areas was the best thing I mm. could do. That's awesome. So, that's so yeah. cool. Um, so then you get your certification mm-hmm. to teach abroad. You kind of, like, you know, got to solely focus on that and starting mm-hmm. to prepare yourself to, like, go abroad. Um did you end up going anywhere? Well, yes. It, I went to Thailand. Okay. Um, so I didn't go when I wanted to, which was in May. But um, I ended up going in September. And so I went to Thailand to teach. And there I taught fifth through... No, fourth through fifth, sixth graders. Okay. And loved it so much. I taught math. And it was in the English. And I just kind of relearned how to figure out myself there Mm. um and so it it was amazing I was only there for six months but highly recommend like going to just travel and do those things because it's 
it's something that you don't always get to do. Yeah. But when you do, it's, like, so worth it. And, like, exploring the other countries, the other cultures, and just seeing how people do different things is amazing and beautiful and just seeing the different areas. Um, how did you know that you were called specifically to Thailand? Um, two weeks into taking the TEFL course, two or three weeks, they wanted you to do a research paper on different countries that you wanted to teach in. And I was like, uh, what? It's three weeks in. I have no idea yet. Like, we were just starting. And um, I knew I wanted to go to Asia. But I've already taught in Indonesia. So I was like, I could go back to Indonesia. Yeah. But I, I could go somewhere else and explore a new area. Um, and so I had, like, a list of three or four areas. And after talking to different people and just kind of processing through it, Thailand was the last one that was still there. Um, and so then I wrote my paper on it and I just kind of fell in love with Thailand mm. through doing that. And I was like, okay, I guess that's where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. Um, and like looking back on that, um, I, I guess I wouldn't have imagined the connections I've made because at, um, my church, there was actually a woman who went and lived in Thailand for a year. So I was able to reach out to her after doing all of this and was like, hey, can you tell me about Thailand before hmm. even going? That's cool. Um, Get a little then, sneak peek. Yeah, and there was a, a group that had missionaries that taught in Thailand. Um, and so I met all of the some of the different teachers there. And then actually one ended up moving to Phoenix when she finished. Um and started teaching here this year. So I've been able to make all of these different connections <laughs> through Thailand, which is just like showing that it was where I was supposed to go. Yeah, exactly. Other places, which yeah. is awesome to see. That's awesome. Um, okay, so while you were abroad, so you were there for six months, you came back. What are some like big takeaways that you had, things that you learned there about the culture, the people, about teaching? Um... For, okay, so for teaching side, I had to learn to to love the moments, even if they weren't planned. Hmm. Um, Thailand is not always about the academics. Um, they want to be about the academics, but they're not. They're more about just loving on the kids, showing them how to have fun, enjoying each time. And so often I would plan a week's worth of lessons, and they would day before say hey we're actually going on a scout trip right now tomorrow and i'm like what there's a scout <laughs> trip tomorrow what is that and they're like oh yeah we're gonna go do zip lines and do a bunch of different drills and such and i'm like hmm. oh well i guess we're not teaching math tomorrow <laughs> sweet sounds good <laughs> and so it's just like a lot of unpreparedness and a lot of times that i'm like okay academics are not your main focus yeah and it really took me back to the point of like I have to build that relationships with the kids and just be okay with just the relationships if they don't get all the math they don't get all the math right and it's more that like I am learning how to do the foundation or the foundation of it all um first before anything else comes and that really took me back to like the basics of teaching and yeah like, you know any teacher will say the first week of school is relationships and to me I've learned that's all year long like it shouldn't just be that one week but it's continuously um and I think that was one big area I learned in Thailand for teaching wise um and then the other piece is that I was in a whole new country 
didn't know anyone and um, had to kind of rebuild myself there um, in the sense of where am I living? Where am I? How am I getting around to different places? Yeah. Where are my friends at? Like, who are my friends? Do I have any? Yeah. How do you make friends again? Um, and it's not as easy as like college or post-college where you have friends kind of already built in different communities. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're living like five steps away from your best friends. Yep. And so I really had to learn to restart a whole new life there. Um, wasn't easy but it was kind of interesting to figure out like who do I trust who don't I trust who do I like yeah Um, what things are my hobbies that's a big thing there is like if you had um like if you loved yoga you could easily find a group of people that loved yoga um for me I loved doing just like Christianese kind of thing so like going to the zoo going to these different museums just exploring and such yeah and not wanting to go out and for me I had either friends who love to go out and party at night or who would love to do things during the day and for me I just kind of fell more into the day group than going out and partying at night yeah um and so it's just interesting I had to figure out that balance between the two I had to figure out okay, how do I make friends again in the simple sense of like, okay, it's been three months. I need to start being more assertive in the sense of like, hey, I need to ask you to go hang out now because it can't just be you guys reaching out to me because you know I'm new here. Right. Um, And so like when you go to those new cities, even if you move across the state or something, those are things you learn as you go. Um, And I feel like there I had to kind of just jump into it and just figure it out as I went along. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like that like really grows you as a person too, like for you to learn that out of your comfort zone where you're kind of forced into creating your own community Mm -hmm. to come back here where you do have a community, but now you have all these tools at your tool belt to be like, Oh, I know how to make friends. I know Mm -hmm. what I like. I know how to find friends that like things that I like, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so when you were there in Thailand, I'm sure you've, you hit some moments where it was like, am I really doing this? Like, this is harder than I expected. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. And it was three weeks and I called, so I was dating long distance with my husband, with my husband when I was in Thailand and I called him bawling my eyes out. And I was like, I don't think I should stay. I don't think I should be here. Haven't taught yet because um, everyone went on their like fall break, as if you want to call it. Um, and so I was traveling with a group of girls that I got along with but didn't stay friends for along with. Um, and so I just I felt alone and isolated. And I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I don't think I'm supposed to be doing this. And he's like, Megan you're supposed to go like you're supposed to be there and yes this is hard right now but like think about what's going to come when you do start teaching and you do start to get to hang out with the kids and like be a part of like this different culture um and so like having him be that support and that simple sense of like showing me like no you're supposed to be there and like this is your time to go like yeah don't stop because you're afraid yeah um was powerful in those moments and much needed to remind me like no I'm okay this is okay yeah and having someone like him that you like 
respect and mm-hmm. and want to like get to know more too like in your corner rooting for you mm-hmm. I'm sure when you came back home it was like oh you're the one for sure <laughs> yeah he was willing to do that long distance for six months so yeah yeah dang that's awesome okay so now that you're back into the teaching world mm-hmm. you have now have had all this experience overseas you're previous experience like teaching before you left what are some things that you'd want to like share to teachers right now um it for sure is that work-life balance in the simple sense of like being able to know that like hey your list is never going to end but at the same time like it's okay to leave it like Hmm. it's okay to leave it at school and not have to take it home with you um, because there's going to be another day that you can still go for it, um, and tackle whatever's on that list. Um, and to just know that, like, if you love your kids as much as you love teaching, like there's, it's never going to be, um, all finished or all done, but you're going to be able to do what you can at school and then be able to come home and still do have that energy and, um, time to do what you need to do at home if that means that you just need to go on a like for me it would be going on a date with my husband or it might be that we need to clean the house like if I bring my schoolwork home with me I don't have time to do things at home that need to be done yeah um so I am able to if I say hey I've tapped out you know like my time to go home every day is 4 30 so I leave at 4 30 no matter what um because then I know I have enough time to go at home to a get some relaxing and then also get the things that need to be done at home yeah um and still be able to have that positive attitude in the simple sense of like I'm not stressed out or burnt out in that school life because it is never ending um and I'm able to just like love on my husband in more of a better way than if I did bring that stuff home. Yeah. So for me, keeping those two things separate where I do only my school stuff at school um, and like my school bag stays closed, it stays by the wall, I don't touch it when I get home. And so then when I get home, I can do all of my um, home life there and just figure out what needs to be done there um, at that time. And and realizing... Um, I think you hit on this just like a little mm-hmm. bit when you're in Thailand, but realizing like if I plan this huge lesson and mm-hmm. don't get to it, I only know that the yeah. kids don't know that. No. If I had, if I didn't grade their math test from last <laughs> week, they're gonna have no idea. No. Only I know, and so like realizing that like it's just like a false expectation mm-hmm. that you have as yourself as being teacher, you know. But it's okay to leave things at school yeah. that aren't done. Yeah, and it's not like it's the end of the world. It's not like because you don't do these things, sense of grading anything that they're gonna hurt everyone in the future. It's just yeah. that moment. Yeah. So that's good. Okay, kind of to wrap up our time together, mm-hmm. I have one last question. Yeah. What are you reading, watching, or loving right now? Um, I love to travel. So we are okay. planning our honeymoon right now, and I love. To just be able to kind of like plan it with my husband. Yeah. In a simple sense of like, okay, where do we want to go? What do we want to do? And just figuring out what we are kind of like love to do for traveling. Yeah. Because um, he's never really traveled. So for me, I'm like, oh, let's try this. Let's try this. And just exploring it all. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's more of a doing. Like 
doing the exploring and planning the exploring with him um, is like my favorite thing to do lately and I yeah. just adore like those little moments that we are kind of like you can see his heart come alive in the different areas of like the different cultures and yeah. the different things and so um, it just it's making me excited to do these more often and like um, I'm just kind of like planning okay our next trip is going to be here and you have no idea yet but you're gonna help me plan it all and I'm so excited to see how he kind of plans it with me yeah um, so loving like getting to know him more yeah. and what you love to do together exactly and of course traveling yeah that's that awesome we added to it so. oh yeah cool okay well thanks for joining us today yeah. <laughs> i'm excited for um people to kind of hear your heart and your story of teaching and uh for them to be encouraged by just like finding their own work-life balance i mm -hmm. think that's a very like timely message for people to hear so thanks for sharing you're welcome you guys, I am so thankful for Megan's vulnerable glimpse into the world of teaching. Now this episode was recorded before the coronavirus, but if you're a teacher or you know one, I'm sure you know how overwhelming it is. As with any job, you need to create boundaries, leave work at work, and create rhythms that keep you sane. Megan talked about having boldness to take care of yourself. Now, with us being quarantined at home, we are forced to rest, forced to stay home, and the work-life balance is more relevant than ever. During this time, I challenge you to create boundaries and rhythms that are not only good for you now, but last well after all of this is over. Hope you guys are staying safe. Wash your hands. See you next time.